you've been downtown to the new dry fly location. The outdoors are calling. They said to bring more dry fly, and there's no better place than to be downtown Spokane to grab your bottles, your canned cocktails, and your merch from their new location downtown. Right on the corner of Monroe and Riverside at 1021 West Riverside in the heart of downtown Spokane, Washington. You will not be disappointed with that canned cocktail. You will not be disappointed in the vodka, the bourbon, the whiskey, all from Dry Fly Distilling. Check them out, dryflydistilling.com or on their Facebook page. Coming to you from the Palatial Podcast Studios, right here in Spokane, Washington. Yep! Oh my goodness, what a show do I have for you today. I went down to my hometown, my home valley, my place that I call my home um you know we are here in spokane but there is nothing like the lc valley uh lewiston clarkston um right there on the idaho washington border the confluence the snake river hell's canyon there is nothing like it it is a beautiful view at nighttime when you get up on top of the lewiston grade uh you head down at night and see all of the lights you can see the water you can see the river how it bends and how it flows and the the mill is down there it's it's a beautiful beautiful area and if you can ever get to Clarkston the better side of the river or Lewiston I'll give it some equal credit but uh they uh it, it's beautiful you will not be disappointed my guest today uh hails from Lewiston um went to school in Asotin but uh, now is in, in Lewiston, I guess, but went to school in Asotin. Um, Bryce Barnes, and that name has been a staple in the Valley for many decades. Uh, he's the owner of Riverview Marina. They've been around since 1986. Custom Weld Boats, uh, Hell's, Camp, Hell's Canyon Packers, Temperance Creek Lodge, uh, just so much. Um, very uh, involved in the schools very involved in in the chamber of commerce and and businesses and and all sorts of stuff that's out there um you can find him uh also on a little show called dead end express it's on amazon prime or prime video you can check that out on your phone on the app or else on your home pc as well or your prime app on your on your tv so Dead End Express, check it out. It's in the it's in the same aspect of Ice Road Truckers or um, the the fishing show uh, with the tuna. Don't know why I can't think of it now. All of a sudden, um, but uh, Dead End Express, uh, you will you will not be disappointed in that show. How can you get a hold of him? Uh, Riverview Marina, uh, Custom Weld Boats are all over Facebook and Instagram. HellsCanyonPackers.com, TemperanceCreekLodge.com, or his direct email is Bryce at BoatingFun.com. Check out that Temperance Creek Lodge. Uh, They do all sorts of backpacking, trail riding, uh, fishing, hunting, all out of there. Uh, HellsCanyonPackers.com is the... uh, Email address, I believe, for that as well. Uh, but type that in online; you will it'll come right up. Uh, also, those two are on Facebook and Instagram as well: Hills Canyon Packers and Temperance Creek Lodge. So, without further ado, I give to you Bryce Barnes.
yeah, we uh, we went down there for her for her birthday. She doesn't like doing much. She doesn't like doing much for her birthday. So just do a breakfast. She just wants to see her kids. Yep, my hang brother, out, my <clears> do your thing. You, you, that's what sons do. Yeah. You feel bad if you miss your mom's birthday. <laughs> yeah. My mom's 80, so yeah. I'll go right there with this one. I did uh, did a podcast with Terry Nichols at his new at the new dry fly location up in Spokane, and they were they were doing the construction still. It's still being done. So every time the forklift moved, every time the saw went off, we had to take a hear that stop talking, and then I could edit all that out. Yeah. But but is it, that too loud? Nope. <clears throat> I don't even hear it. Great, because I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> uh, but we could have went somewhere else. No, so. no. At my at my studio at home, I have to shut off my furnace because the mm-hmm. fan is just continuously running, and I can hear the echo going through because it goes right above my microphones. Gotcha. So I've got to go sh- flip the switch to shut it off. Otherwise, I hear that. So, so thank you for. Yeah, I forgot my glasses. Glasses are prescription, so you're not blurry. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm better looking if I'm blurry. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. So uh, we have Bryce Barnes with us here. Uh, you grew up here in the valley. Yep. How? Tell us about your childhood growing up in this wonderful valley that we call home. Um, man, it's it's almost like a dream come true, especially now at my age. Now I get to look back and and what our childhood was like, and I've really seen the the growth. And the differences of what it is, but man, it's been awesome. I uh, I love it here. I love the outdoors. I love the river. So the Snake River and boating and all that kind of stuff is, you know, that's ninety percent of my life. I drop. Here, I'm gonna hold that for you. Yeah. There you got it, huh? Almost. How's that? Better. I don't think it's in there, right? But I think I went the wrong way with it. Well, it works. All right. Part two. Part two. <laughs> All right. Tell us about your, your childhood growing up. Okay. Uh, man, it was awesome. Um, I loved this, you know, our town. Um, it's kind of a small town. I remember going home with my brother all the time, riding on his shoulders, and I would always stick my thumb out, and cars would always pull over <laughs> and give us a ride home, and he didn't know I was thumbing for a while until one of the guys goes, your little brother's on your shoulders giving the thumb job, so... It was awesome. So I love it here. It's been a great, uh, b- great community. I love my childhood. My daughter's 18 now, and so I grew up great. She grew up great. I just think the Lewis Clark Valley is a special little piece of heaven. That yeah, it's awesome here. Yeah, definitely. I, I we moved here from Montana when I was 10, I think, and this is home. This is where I where I love coming back to. I'm up in Spokane now, but you know, every chance I can get, come down, have Fazari's. Yeah, I'll even right. I'll even drive down from Fazari's, yeah. or from Spokane, grab Fazari's, and go right yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, and Burger Ranch and Taco Time, right? Every all, all my friends that come home that have all moved away say that's it. Fazari's is number one. Yep. <laughs> Taco Time and Sharp's Burger yep. Ranch. Yeah, know, yeah, so. for sure, for sure. And then and then so I have friends from Moses Lake. So right. they have Chico's Pizza there. And yeah. usually when they do the awards, it's Fazari's or it's Chico's, yep. you know, one, two. So I'm like, nah, Fazari's is better. And that yeah. fires them up. That's they, right. They're like, no, there's no way. It's That's Chico's. Right. I went to college in Moses Lake. Did you? Yeah, I played baseball there. You're a bender? Yeah. I went to bender, Moses Lake. Yeah. When, what year? Um, 93 and 4. Okay. I was yep. there 98. 98 to 00. Was Coach Johnson? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't absolutely. know that. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. No, great guy. I had him his last two years, and then he retired. And then uh, the next group of guys had, I think it was uh, Donnie Lingren, Coach Lingren. Yeah. So, but no, we still, you know, 
Coach Johnson's uh, golfing still, and so All we'll right. we'll share some stories there. I'd like to have him on the podcast and just yeah. talk talk baseball. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. But no, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep. What did you, what was your time in Moses Lake like? Um, I liked it. You know, I just got out of school here, so that was really my only two years of away from this valley. Was two years of college there, and then I came back and we started a business here right away, and so. It was great. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot, and you know, uh, multiculture. Just got to get oh, yeah. out and see it a little bit more. And so, uh, you know, it was it was great. I enjoy those two years a lot. Did you fish at all while you're over there? Absolutely. I had a very hard time. Um, school, baseball, and fishing. That was kind of like the three uh, choices of every day that we want to do. And so, baseball was always one, and school and fishing. They they were a fly concept. fish or spin rod. Spin rod. Okay. Yep. And uh, um, so all the potholes and stuff like that. And I was a big jet skier, too. I love stand-up okay. jet skiing. So I always had my jet ski in the back of my truck. So <laughs> wherever there was water, <laughs> if there was Throw enough in room anywhere. in there, man, I'd back in and in. We were going to go. Yeah. 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 No, we'd go, you know, the, my best friend Brooks lives on the water right now. So we'll go out and catch catfish right there or, you know, whatever bass are in the area. But most of it's catfish that are close to where he's at. So he wants to get the paddle board and float and fish at the same time. Yeah. He's having a problem with the balancing plus keeping his gear on there. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's working on it. Well, but. tell him that I said to keep on working on it because it's the funnest thing ever. I do that thing up here all the time. Okay. And uh, don't have a ton of gear because we're usually pretty close to the boat. But once you get your balance and you start fishing and you get a big old bass on there and it starts towing you a little bit around on your paddle boards. It's awesome. Is it is it the center? Is it your core? Yeah. That's what keeps your balance? It's a great workout. Yep. It's okay. awesome. I used to do some lessons, and we sell paddle boards here all the time. And so uh, I did the pay at River Games a couple times, and that was a paddle board uh, competition. Okay. And so you had to go through the rapids, and uh, so I was, like the, I was the that? second to the oldest guy there. Okay. Okay. And, um, like, the first, there was, I don't even know, 90-some uh, contestants, and they took the top 40. And I was 40, Okay. right? So I was so excited to make 40, awesome. right? I awesome. was like, yeah, one for the old guy. So it was awesome, man. It's uh, But anyways, paddleboarding, great activity for everybody. This is what I say about paddleboarding, right? Um, what you put into it, you kind of get out of it. There's never a negative effect. The instant you stand up on your paddleboard, you are exercising, right? The instant. So you get up there, you stand up, and it's balance. Maybe if you just balance for five minutes or ten minutes a day, but that motion and that activity, I mean, we see, you know, elderly people down there doing it all the time in the summer, okay. and they're loving it, right? What's the, if you fall in the water, it doesn't hurt that much, no. right? And then you have to climb back on your board. So just the activity and the motion that you do just doing it all the time. I highly recommend paddle boarding to anybody that wants to get out on the water. Get out, fresh air, and get out and do something. Wear your life jacket, wear a leash, have a whistle, and you'll have the time of your life. Put your dog on there. You can do all yeah, we, kinds we were, of stuff. We were on the St. Joe, and there was a couple people that had their dogs out yeah. there, or else in the tube. I think there was in, they were following behind in the tube. But yeah. that was, you know, and that to me, yeah, that does seem like a workout. And she's got canoes, yep. or she's got uh, kayaks, so yeah. and wants to upgrade up to the paddleboard. So. Yeah, it's um, it's an activity me and my family do all the time. You know, of course, my daughter and Glenda, but they want to tie the le- they tie their leashes to my paddleboard. Glenda lays out in tans. Brooke late gets her fishing pole and she just like is trolling as I paddle. Yeah. Right. I <laughs> am the paddle. I, I am the go getter, fetcher getter. And they're you know. just following along. They just I just tow them along. All right. And no matter how hard I paddle, that leash keeps them right behind me. Right. <laughs> That's a good time. Where do you like going? Uh the Snake River. Okay. Right. This really the Snake River is ninety nine point nine percent of the water that I it's clean. <clears throat> um I just, it's my backyard. We so you just it. stay to the sides then when you're on the paddle board? No. No, no side. Action. Wherever? Right down Wherever, the middle, okay. Right? Like if, if I have another boat driver, um, I love paddle boarding through the rapids. We don't make it very often, but it's a challenge, right? It's super fun. Um, so our river is, <clears throat> it's awesome, right? We have level one to level 10. And in that whole spectrum, the, uh, the risk factor is pretty low. If you wear the right P 
PFDs and you know what's going on. Like even in our big waves that I'm talking about just trying to paddleboard through, we swim through them. <clears throat> Put our life jackets on, jump in, swim through the rapid first. Okay? Okay. Like if I can put you in a life jacket and you just get to the top of the rapid and I say jump out and you jump out and you swim through the whole rapid, then I put you on a paddleboard, your confidence is a lot better. I'm going to drown. I just did this. Yep. I'm on a paddleboard. Like this is even better. It's easier. So that's that's what we do. Okay. Right? Build confidence. Uh, fishing or uh, swimming lessons too. Big thing around here that I think should be almost a school activity. Mm-hmm. Right? We live here with a river right here. So swimming lessons for kids. I think should almost be mandatory. Well, I know when we were when I was growing up, we took swimming lessons, but yes. we had to book that out. Yeah, because those classes were full, and yeah. mom, mom was worried. No, we're not going to have time. Dad's like, we'll just throw them in the water. And they right. can figure it yeah, out. Right, <laughs> that, that, that is a lesson too in itself. Right, it's, uh, when we go up the river, we have lots of kids and people sending their kids with us all the time because this is what I do. Right, like we love it, and so my family, hey, John Doe's gonna take their kids and they want to come up the river with us. Yeah, I don't care, you know, we got to get there. I instantly, right, I have to take the like time out. Can you swim? Yeah, can you swim or can you stay afloat? There's a huge difference, oh, yes, right? Yep. So let's go swimming. And if you're doggy paddling, okay, that's far enough. You can't swim, you can, you can survive, okay? So there's a difference, and yeah. so. We have to really measure that out right away so I know who's what. And I'm just like, okay, you're, you you never can take that life jacket off today. Swim around, whatever, and do this and that. And, you know, Brooke's born and raised here, so we, we're out here paddleboarding. We do our thing. We got our life jackets on our paddleboards, whatever. We're safe. But, you know, you just have to be cautious all the time. So. The older I get, I think when I go swimming, it's more surviving than it is yes, swimming. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's funny as we get older, right? Because they're, they, they're all making fun of me now. They call me Mr. Safety. Okay. Right? Because I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do this. And they're like, who are you? Right? Like, you invented that. Right? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I might have. But now we can't do it because yeah. it's way too dangerous. Yep. And, you know, back then it was different. Nobody cared when we were younger if we drowned. Oh, no. Our parents had like six, eight we kids. We didn't wear seatbelts when we were in the back of the yeah, car. Right. Like, if you don't come in from swimming, your brother's going to get your bedroom. <laughs> oh, right? You swam in right away because you're like, you ain't getting my room. Yep. No way. It wasn't. That's how it was. Oh, we used to, you know, we used to play. We live up on there on 13th, play baseball every day at Holy Family. We'd ride our bikes all over town. You can't do that anymore. Maybe, maybe here in the valley you can, but yeah. I mean, I up in Spokane, there's no way. No. We don't. I don't let my kids ride around unless I'm there on a walk with them, or yes. you know, you just you just don't know. But it was completely different when we grew yes. up. I 100 percent agree. Yep, it absolutely was. We did the same thing. A Soton, Lewiston, Clarkston. BMX, Diamondback Super Viper. That's the kind of BMX I had. And yep. same thing. We rode and rode. Practice, swimming in the river, practice, everything. It was, it was, yeah, that was good times. Lewis and Clarkson still, I see lots of kids running around. We have an awesome skate park across the street, right? Bikes, BMXs, we have miles of awesome uh, bike path, right? So, really, that's... Um, that's what it's about. If you'd like to do that kind of stuff here, we have miles and miles of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now they got the, where the pool was at, they got the skate park, bike park. Yep. Right there to do tricks and all that stuff. Yep. So, yep. I mean, right that was a, that was wooden pallets for us growing up. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So we're seeing, um, we're seeing the valley kind of get more and more um, little things by that little by little, which I think is great. We need to have, more stuff here for our younger generation yep. um, to enjoy, you know. And the river is always going to be probably the, the biggest pull we have here. Always. Because of, you know, kayaks and paddle boards and all that kind of stuff. Pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And it's free, right? You can go do that every single day. Yes. If you have a fishing pole here and a fishing license, and you love you're, bass You're busy tacos, a lot. Right? And you like fresh fish out of super clean water like you can you can eat bass or fish out of this river you know two three yeah. times a week and Hopefully that's free they do the derby this uh, steelhead derby this year yes yeah i heard yep. that the counts were up again that hasn't yep. happened the last two years i couple believe. years yeah. yeah and it used to be huge we used to host it right here <clears throat> in fact we're probably some of the founders that started that original derby really yep okay. yep and so we used to do the um 
opening ceremonies and all that stuff right here at Riverview Marina, and it was fun for a long time. We actually outgrew it is why they moved it away from here because we just ran out of room. Okay. Right? That's always <laughs> we, good. We used to try to, you know, do like they do at uh, Pike's Peak Market. So me and a buddy, we practiced throwing fish at each okay. other for days, right? <laughs> Iced them down, threw them back and forth, and then – of course, you know, when it came game time, we we looked like we'd never thrown fish before. It, was awesome. <laughs> it is an art. Yeah, yeah. And, and it bothers me, like, they'll show a football game or they'll show a baseball game. It, it's on national TV. It's always they show the, yeah. the fish toss. Yeah, yep. It's, it's pretty a, it's fun. A, it's an art for sure. Yep. Uh, so back back to the water, though. How how You know the water pretty well. You get up. You were talking about the, the scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. The further up, yeah. it gets yeah. a lot more dangerous. You have to know where you're going. Yeah. How, how did you get to the point where you know that water by the back of your hand? Uh, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't have any memory in my whole life where I wasn't on the river. None. Like when I was like, I don't even know, weeks old, we were back on the river. So my whole entire life with my dad teaching me the river, teaching me up there, um, just repetition, doing it and doing it and doing it and learning how to read water. I mean, I get to travel all over. We sell boats all over the country and Canada and uh, Chile and blah, blah, blah. So I get a, I get to go to lots of places. And so when I go to those places, I've never ran the rivers, right? So it's first time only for me. So really, my dad really taught me how to, you know, don't follow boats. Don't do this. You have to really look and learn how to read the water, see sleepers, do all that kind of stuff. So, but far as Hell's Canyon goes, it's just uh, that, that knowledge was truly passed down to me th- from my father. That's where that's where I learned it. How long has he been in the valley? Uh, shoot, he um, was born in Oklahoma, and um, I think he moved to the valley when he was about thirteen or fourteen years old. So my dad's father and his grandfather um, were killed in a car wreck when my dad was in Oklahoma. So their whole family—they <clears throat> were sharecroppers back then. I mean, dirt poor as you can get, and so they moved caravan however they did it and ended up in lewiston and so that's where my dad graduated and um it was just my grandmother and his three brothers and sisters and so they all you know just worked at gas stations here and there and so um but he started barnes incorporated like 56 years ago so he's been here for a long time at barnes inc is truly the mother company of everything that we've all you know, we're a byproduct of really of that company. Is so, that the rock rock blasting? Yeah, okay. drilling and blasting company. Yeah, but the, my dad's passions for boating uh, his his whole life. So he was boating way 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 back with Norm Riddle before uh, you know the real jet boat industry really started going. Um, Daryl Bentz and all those guys. So yeah, he's been in it since the beginning. Okay. Yep. Um, you do custom weld boats. Yes. What are the what's the craziest and and you can get online and look at custom weld you know boats and all yeah. the, the the stuff that you sell for there what's the craziest uh fabrication or custom that you have that has been brought to you that they would like to have on uh man that's <clears throat> that's a hard that's a hard answer because we've built so many cool boats and they've all went in different directions right like so some boats are designed for ocean going Right, so generators on board, I.O., prop-driven, full cabs, Alaska bulkheads, uh, you know, kitchenette-style stuff. You know, we do crazy things like that. I guess that's kind of a little bit outside, but we do it. Um, the majority of what we build um, is jet boats. Obviously, jet boating is our real passion right here in Hell's Canyon. And so, whitewater-style boats sit in the middle, stick steering, big, great visibility, high-horsepower motors, um, built for whitewater. And then, you know, we just totally turn the spectrum around and build boats, aluminum custom boats for the multi-purpose. So, people come to me when they're like, I want a boat, I want to do everything. Right? Like, it's hard to just take the perfect wakeboard boat and then take it up the river and go fishing out of it. Right, so <clears throat> think of us as like transformers. Okay. Like I can build you a boat that satisfies your wife. It's got a nice ride to it, a deep round V bottom. We can put cushions all around it, make it plush, wakeboard tower, blah, all that cool stuff. Take your kids, all that stuff. All of a sudden, wintertime comes. Take all the cushions out, 
bolt yourself on your high deck and rails that are all on the back, slap the kicker motor on there, throw the top on there, change the wakeboard tower to a fishing pole rack, right? So mm-hmm. the wakeboard racks come off, the rod holders come on there, blam, got a heater in there. It's 12 months a year, right? There's no winterization process to our boat. Yep. So I'll give up a little in one area to gain all areas. Okay. People are always asking me, well, why would I want a jet boat? I go, well, because you want to come over here and be awesome and go up Hell's Canyon. Okay. You cannot do that. In, an, in a fiberglass boat. Yeah, with a prop. No way. Yeah, and drop your twin 150s on there. Nah, you'll make it three miles, <laughs> and we have 120 to go. So, right? So, it, it's the it's where you live and what you do. So, here, jet boating makes sense, right? If I live somewhere where I'm never going to go in a river, and I have a cabin, and I'm on Lake blah, blah, and it's a giant lake, well, you probably don't want a jet boat. You probably want a deep V, big uh, outboard style boat. So when the wind comes up and you're fighting that wind chop, kaplow, 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 for miles and miles and miles, that's a different breed, right? You don't take my whitewater style boat out there, be to death, yeah. right? So, you know, I can do that, but it's awful. They can't do what I do because it would be awful too. They'd rip the lower unit right mm-hmm. off. So, so there's the difference. So I like the fact that you know people come to me and we get to talk. Like I have to listen to them. I have to say, what do you want to do? You know, what's what's your goals? Tell me your top five things. Ma'am, do you want to go to the bathroom on your boat? Yes or no? Yeah. Well, there's porta potty yep. check mark. Can do that. We're checking that box. Okay. What do you want to do? Right. And then we go through that. What's your boating? Where are you gonna boat? Figure out the bottom, figure out the length, figure out the budget, right? And then go from there. So, And you have a fully custom boat that you designed for your, and I've seen your boat before, but I didn't really grasp, and I'll talk about that next, of, of where yeah. I saw it in use. Yeah. But how did you come up with your boat? What was, or, or should I ask my next question first and then ask how you came up with the custom? Well, <clears throat> My boat, Big Brown, yep. right? My big yep. cargo style boat. So the front opens, and I can drive a Toyota T100 on there and pack it. So um, that kind of boat has been around. We've seen different versions of them through the years. Uh, different uh, where the cab sits has always been a kind of different. So we, uh, when we got Hell's Canyon Packers and Temperance Creek Lodge in 2006, um, that which is, is which is what I was gonna I was gonna put that in my notes, but I didn't. Yeah, so, explain what that is. Okay, uh, Temperance Creek is 88 miles up the river in Hell's Canyon. Used to be um, the Sheep Herder Ranch, right? So, uh, <clears throat> there's some historic buildings there. It's been in Hell's Canyon forever and ever. So my dad and myself got the lease in 2006. So it's a lodge on the river. We have a couple. Uh, bunkhouses, shower house. Um, I guess the easiest way to explain it would be like um, we are a bed and breakfast up in Hell's Canyon. Okay. So so we guides are like our clients. A guide would call me and say, hey, Bryce, I got five people who want to go fishing up the river. They want to spend the night. We want to book at your place. Okay, great. I'll see you. I'll cook you dinner, feed you breakfast, house you, and then you go on your way. So <clears throat> that's how that works. And then the Hell's Canyon Packers side is our hunting outfit out of there. Okay. So we guide for um, – Deer, elk, lion, bear, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and that's all in Oregon. So it's a beautiful place, right? Like we've, I've seen it my whole life. Back when I was a kid, it used to be the, the sheep ranch. So okay. domestic sheep were in there. And then eventually they got the bighorn sheep sick. So they kicked all the domestic sheep out. It became a wilderness area in Hell's Canyon. So that's how that works right now. So um, that's 88 miles. We're the very last place on the Oregon side. And so Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, Downtown Spokane. They are the sponsor of this segment of the show. Go check out Jacob and the staff. Check out the cauliflower bites, the pretzel bites, their well drinks, and all of the whiskey and liquor that you would want. Even those little jello shots. Check them out. Downtown Spokane. Crave Z Drink Nightlife. Back to the boat. We have to haul our 
a supplies. So we have a big 500 gallon propane tank and side-by-sides and that kind of stuff that have to go up there. But mostly it was our animals, our horses and mules. That is the true real background of why that boat came to be. And so, yeah, it's kind of unique because I can uh, load two animals on there, three if I have to, if I'm odd a number or something like that. But it works really good. And, you know, when you're hauling animals uh, up the river in a jet boat up Hell's Canyon, right? It's just kind of that in How itself, right? That? that is awesome. How do right? they handle it, the, the awesome. horses? It's great. It's uh, just like they're in, you know, horse trailer. Okay. Right? So the hardest part is actually getting them to load on the boat at first. And so we okay. learned that we, we have big rubber mats we lay down. Um, it's all rubber matted in the bottom of my boat, so it's soft on their their uh, shoes, right? So we've been doing it for so long. We have so many animals now that we just walk down there and they just get on like it's no nothing, right? Okay. It's no big deal. They get on there just like they get. It's easier to get them on the boat than it is a horse trailer sometimes. So they just get right on. And so the new ones, they just kind of follow. And once we get them in there, we tie their noses up really close to the, the cab. And so they're they're not facing the rapid. Okay. They're actually facing just the cab. So okay. they can't see. Their butts are, are pointed up river. They're looking at you. They're looking at me. And we've got all of our windows set up so we can open our windows and pet them. And kind of, hey, easy, you know, if they kind of get a little spooked or whatever. But for the most part, you know. Would they get pretty spooked if they were facing the other way? Um, They could. You know, it just depends on. And know, did you what, know that the animals. first time that you did haul them? Um, did you know that have them facing you? Uh, well, we, it's trial and error. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was no book there. Manual says, how do I get my horse on a boat? <laughs> right? I didn't have that one. So, no, we learned. Actually, this is our, our second boat. We had one for a long time, sold it to a guy in Canada that kind of did the same thing. And so when we built this one a lot more, the railing and all the, the handles and everything where we needed them more. So it works. It works a lot better. Okay, it really does. And some of our animals, um, right? Like we can load two of them in there, tie them up, and then we can lead the third one in, and we can just stand there and hold it, and it okay. doesn't matter. And my right. dad, my dad sent me pictures the first time that he did it. He said it was moving horses, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." He's like, "Yeah, we're up in Hills Canyon." My first thought was, "How are you getting the trailer up there?" When because there's not, there's very limited roads. Yeah, very des not desolate. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, windy, steep, all of that. Yeah, so. it's some some of it's undrivable. You can't get to it except yeah. for by boat. And I, when he sent me that picture, I I didn't realize you guys were hauling them on a boat all yeah. the way up there. So, yeah. so I was like, I was interested, instantly intrigued about about that and what he was doing that day. So yeah. he sent me a bunch of pictures. Yeah, it's super cool. Now that's uh, we're all we get everybody on the river boats, rafters, everything. When we go by, man, they get their cameras out. You know, and so, yeah, and then we, they, they've done it long enough. We take people with us, you know, because they want to see it and video it and all that stuff. And so then when we get there, we just drop the gate, reach out and unhook their halters and say, go to the barn. You know, the horses get out of the boat by themselves and just okay. run up the trail through the sand like we train them to do that. But honestly, we didn't. It just <laughs> works out that way. So we think it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's, that's the boat, man. That's uh, it's my favorite boat. It's not the prettiest, but I tell people all the time, I go, it's the coolest, ugliest boat you'll ever see in your life. And once you get in it, people are just like this. This is awesome. I can pack mass people. This last weekend, uh, I helped Sheep Mountain Outfitters go up. And so um, they shot a beautiful ram with their hunter and we got to haul everybody in the boat, the cook, the video guys, the whole thing. So it, uh, it just makes life easier. And we do rescues in it all the time. People mm -hmm. break down. We do rescues in it. I can haul stuff for people. People up the river want to redo their deck. They want to do stuff. They call me and, you know, if it has something to do with the river, I usually do it all the time just because, you know, it's, it's our own family up there. We're all neighbors in Hell's Canyon. When the fires break out, we, we are one family. We okay. protect everybody's cabin. No structures burn on the river. That's something we get. Lots of firefighter help, but we get more of the people that live there and the community down here. It's amazing what, how everybody comes together in that kind of situation. What you were talking about with the ranch, that's what, me and my best friend, we're, he's a fly fisherman. 
He wants to learn. He's learning how to guide and doing the the teaching aspect of learning. He's really good on his own, but it's the communication part to get somebody else to do what he wants them to do and learn how to fly fish. But we want to have a, a, a house and then with like three or four cabins down below that they can rent and I'll either cook a meal for you or I'll have groceries there for you if you want to do it or however, you know, whatever the package is that they want to do. But that's an idea that we have for fly fishing right yeah. there on the river. Yep. So that's something that we're going to probably do in the next five years or so. We still got kids that are still in school. So yeah. that'll be after yeah, that after. next chapter of life that's for exactly us. So. Right. Yep. And that's kind of how we are too. Like um, some people boat up there all the time. And so I'm very flexible on, tell me, what do you want? Do you want to bring your own food? Do you want to cook for yourself? Do you just want my lodge? Because your wife says, I need a shower and a bed. You, you guys can stink and yep. do fishing and do all that. <laughs> we need to play. I want to sit on the deck and get cool and, and hang out for a little while. And that's just like, I always say, it's, it's heaven in Hell's Canyon, right? It really is. It's a very unique spot. And I'm very blessed, very fortunate that... Um, it landed in my lap, and, and I plan on preserving it. I understand what Hell's Canyon is all about, and I want Temperance Creek to be there for a hundred more years. Is it going? Are your kids? Yeah, they love absolutely. And you know what? Someday, whatever happens, um, if we sell the lease or we do anything, I have put in place that place now. Um, it will last, right? Everything that is needed to be there to make it last, we rebuilt everything we redid everything everything was rotten that we replaced and so it's very self-sufficient there was no power no generators no electricity nothing there like some of the bunkhouses didn't have floors windows or nothing and we we packed out all the trash redid it it's a beautiful place so uh if i walked away today it it would whoever had it if they just didn't destroy it, it would last you know 100 years you know that's that's how that's how we do it. Is so. there a, a website to look at that? Uh, yeah, you can go to, to uh, Temperance Creek, um, TemperanceCreekLodge.com. HellsCanyonPackers.com is all basically the same thing. Um, and you can look at the, the lodging, the facilities. You can look at what kind of uh, hunting packages that we offer. And Bryce at BoatingFun.com, CustomWell.com. All those emails come directly to me anyways. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll add that to the prologue of the show, and sure. it'll be right, right there. They can just click right to it. So. Yeah, yep. I uh, we we are we want to take people on an adventure, right? Um, and that's really what Hell's Canyon Packers is all about. You know, um, it's not about the size; it's about the adventure that you're going to talk about for the rest of your life. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it for is. Sure. It's awesome. Uh, so I I brought up my dad. Yep. And I brought up the pictures that he sent me of the horses, yep. load them on the boat. Yep. He said, you need to watch a show. Yeah. And I, I said, okay. I said, what, my dad usually doesn't give recommendations on shows because I was asking him, you know, what, what, what are you doing? You know, all that. He said, just watch a show and you'll understand. It was Dead End, Dead End Express. Yep. It was on, it's on Amazon Prime. Yep. And it's a show about survivalists. Yep. Um, What's the what's the word? Uh, they don't live in in society. They're off grid. Off grid. There yep. we go. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a lot of that, and it's in yeah. four different sections of yep. the Pacific Northwest, uh, Montana here and Alaska. Um, there's two parts in Alaska, but it's Alaska. How did you get involved in that? The boat, right? Somehow, um, somebody through the years of us hauling horses and stuff like that. Um, they got wind of somebody hauling cargo, hauling supplies. And the gist of the show is how do, how do people get supplies to remote areas when there's, you know, no mm-hmm. roads or, or normal uh, Federal Express, right? You know, so how does that happen? And that's, you know, there was me delivering supplies on the Snake River. There was a guy in Montana that delivers supply by horseback. Um, a dog sledder, a snowmobiler, a uh, backcountry pilot, you know, he delivered all around there. So that's, that's the base of it. So it was funny how it all happened because um, I just happened to be at Riverview one day and I picked up the phone, right? And this guy goes, hey, uh, this is, I don't even remember his name, so-and-so from National Geographic. And we had heard that 
there was a guy in your area that had this boat that could haul horses and did this kind of stuff. And we figured that we would just call the local boat shop first because they probably would know. Okay. And I would said, make yeah, sense. Yeah, I know that guy. He is crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> Man, he's just. And, and the guy goes, that's awesome. That's exactly what we want. And I'm like, what? And I said, well, buddy, I got to tell you. You should buy a lottery ticket because the very first phone call you call him, Lewis, is actually the guy that owns the boat. And he was just like, no way. Huh. Nuh-uh. I go, I promise. It's me. So uh, we just start talking, and right, and in three minutes, he goes, stop. I'm just going to stop you. We want to do a, a live video chat with you. Kind of gave me the gist of what they were talking about doing. and So we did a live video chat with them and they just asked me about what my life was like and what we did in this boat and they said can we fly somebody out there to meet you yeah i don't care i'll pick them up right so two days later they oh they were all over they fly some uh blonde gal out here she's super nice flies in right out of new york city i pick her up lewiston bring her down here and uh She's like, I go, we're going up the river in Hell's Canyon. And I tell her, and I said, so how do you feel about going 88 miles up the <laughs> river with a guy you've never met before where there's no <laughs> phone service? There's nothing like that. You guys know nothing about me. She goes, you know, I thought about that on the way down here. That's and a 48-hour like, mystery go, right there. I would think that, I mean, is somebody after your job or anything <laughs> like that? She died laughing. And Anyways, we went up there, and I showed her the place, and we just sat on the deck, and I just told her story after story about my dad and how he taught me the river and blah, blah. And that's how, that's how it started. And they called me back and said, we'd like you to be a character on the show. And this is the gist of it. And there it is. Yeah. What were you thinking when, when they first called you and he was telling you kind of what the premise was and where they wanted to go? What were you thinking? Uh, I, it was, I was kind of in shock, right? So I wasn't, I wasn't for sure what to think about it, you know? Because it kind of goes along with Ice Road Truckers. Yeah. Uh, what The Tuna Fisher. Um, yep. uh, I can't think of what the name of that is. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the, the, they're fishing for tuna yeah. out there. Deadliest yeah. Catch. Yes. Kind of goes along the lines of those. Yeah. Yep. On some. Yes, yeah. absolutely. On those basic storylines. So it was, I really enjoyed doing it, right? Like, uh, I wish we could have kept going. You know, it's just a one-season deal. And just a one. It was okay. a one-time deal, yep. Um, and so that's too bad. I, I sure wish it would have, it would have caught on more. Because I know that there's a lot more than what, what the seven episodes that I watched. I think it was seven. Yes. There's, there's a lot more that goes on up that river oh, than just yes. what they had showed. You betcha. You betcha. And, and, you know, it's hard. It's not like they can just hang out every day and wait for something to happen. Yeah. And so between then and now, um, I always send them stuff constantly. I'm like, hey, I rescued him today, and this guy sank his boat, and hey, look at this one. Check this guy out, right? So, um, you know, you never know. They always say, just send us all your stuff all the time. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing it. It was great for our community. It was cool that... Uh, so many people in our town were just like, man, it's it's so cool that actually people see what's here and what goes on. Um, so many people in our own town, we didn't even, where, where was that at? Mm -hmm. I'm like, 20 miles that way. And they're just like, oh, we didn't even know. I didn't <laughs> know that people actually live there. I knew that there was houses there, but I thought they were more cabins, summer homes, yep. stuff like that. No, people live up there, and yep. that's where they raise their kids, or they're, you know, that's where they're, you know, just being themselves up there that's their home and i guess i never realized that yeah it's a it's the deepest gorge in north america people go up there all the time and come back in awe that that is so close to them and they never experienced it mm -hmm. all the time it, you have day to. after day absolutely right if you're if you're anywhere around the pacific northwest and you ever have a chance to come down and do a jet boat tour to the dam do it because you'll Talk about it for the rest of your life. It'll be an experience you will never forget. And you'll be like, wow, right? And the, 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 thi the, the most exhilarating thing is, I think, you're with a jet boat captain, pilot, right? It's not on a rail. It's not a roller coaster, right? It's real life. Mm -hmm. It's live action. You're, every time they go through there, it's a new path. It's a new wave. So those pilots are absolutely experts and it's so that is exhilarating, 
right? You know, you always have that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, water splashing all over you, right? I mean, that is just, that's in the moment right now, right? Well, I had a friend, he's from Trail BC. I got, I had two friends from Moses Lake. We all came down, we were going to go fishing. Um, So we took uh, a friend of my dad's boat all the way up and they were just in awe. Yeah. Just like you said, of the, of the whole area. And every path, every time you go up, it might be a different path, just depending on the water level yeah. and how fast the current is. And, you know, and you'll know that just from your experience on the water. But they were they were, they were in awe. Yeah, so. absolutely. And so you're correct on that. So that's one thing that's kind of unique about Hills Canyon. It's uh, um, regulated by dam flow. So in one day, right, it can be 6,500 CFS, right? What's CFS? Cubic feet per second coming out of the dam. And in that same day, it can go to 20,000 CFS. That's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Back to 65. Okay. Okay. In less than 24 hours. So as you drive up the river, you mm, driving, driving, low water, low water, and then all of a sudden, high water, right? Then you have to be careful. You park on the bank, and hour later... The water drops, your boat's high and dry. So you just constantly have to pay attention all the time. Water flow, everything. Yep, and you have to know. I don't understand why people just go up there blind to go swimming. There's a couple places that are up there. They're beached areas, but it's so dangerous if you don't understand. And then if you add the drinking aspect to it. Yeah. Yep. That's a long night for people trying to find you. Absolutely right. Yeah, yep. So if you're the pilot... Don't crack the beer until you drop the anchor in the sand stake. Yeah. And then go to town. And that's, it, it is really, it is. So. You had one uh, part of the show where you rescued a boat. Yep. Uh, they, were, they, they were they were on the beach. And their boat was gone. They, yep. They, I don't know quite what it hit. It must have been a rock or something. Rock through bar a rapid. in the middle of the river. Okay. Yeah, it was McDuff. Um, so it's awful. You picked them up, and yep. then you guys spent the rest of the night looking for the boat. In in how far away and you, know, you remember that one yeah, that scene absolutely. how yep. far away was it, and then I know of boats that they've found miles way down, down the river. miles yeah. down the water. Yep, yep. So um, <laughs> experience with that spot where the rocks are and when you hit and it rips a hole in your boat, how far it goes to the the little spot down there where it kind of gets out of there. Yeah. So I had an idea of the vicinity that it was going to be in. Okay. And and so that's. That's typically the case. I've rescued boats at the mouth of Salmon River, sank right there in the mouth of the rapid, and they don't go more than 20 feet. And in high water, we've had boats sink right below Heller Bar and uh, is in Captain Lewis, and we still haven't found it. Gone. Just never, never. We scuba dived it. We looked for it. People looked and looked and looked and just absolutely gone. So just different spots of the river does different things. So, yeah. Your you brought up scuba diving. Yeah. How how trained are you in scuba diving? Then that's on my bucket list of something that I would love to do is go out there and scuba dive, see fish, and you know you know the the tourist stuff. Yeah. How experienced are you with scuba, scuba um, diving? Well, I got certified um, when I was fourteen, so I've been scuba diving most of my life. Um, scuba dives quite a bit in Mexico and a few other places like that, which is great. But 90% of my diving is actually looking for a boat. So the Snake River, you know. Um, <clears throat> so experience in the real world of scuba diving, probably very limited. But scuba diving in what I do for my life, um, I don't, you know, I'm very comfortable doing it. Right? I like it. It's exciting okay, yeah. down there finding boats and hooking cleats on and finding where I can hook to them. And then we come along them out. You know, it's uh, that kind of stuff is fun. And out, you know, there's spots in the river up here where it's nice and calm. And we go from the beach and go out 20, 30 feet. And my daughter's certified as a diver. So, um, yeah, she loves it. So They're off to college. Yeah. This next year. Yep. Yep. She's. How gonna, are you handling that as a dad? Oh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for the, the um, help groups. You know, I need to go check in once a week. Single. You know, dads when their daughters leave. It's you know, she's been great. Brooke's awesome. My daughter. Uh, not to brag on her. I think every parent brags on their kids, but <clears throat> never asked my daughter to get a job got a job. She works 40 hours a week her senior year on her own at a vet clinic. She wants to be a vet. Okay. So she 
um, put all those hours in, saved up all of her money. I mean, she graduated and had her own apartment in like two weeks. And I oh, was wow. like, I was like that bad of a dad, you know? And she's like, no, but you know, I, you know, she's driven that way. And she just got back yesterday. She did a job shadow at the Boise Equine Center. And so she, um, she has just taken gigantic steps as a, as actually as a junior in high school in her senior year and so she's going to go to LC for a couple of years and work at Roosterbockers, and she's going to go to WSU and be a vet. And so I'm super proud of her. And yes. Yeah, I have uh, massive separation anxiety as a father, and I still try to drive by her apartment. All that stuff. I don't think it'll ever stop. Well, her her two kids are 26, 22. They still live in Spokane. They did their schooling, so they're close. When I graduated high school, um, three days. Yeah, maybe a week. I was down in California. Yeah. And was working down there and looking for school to go to and, you know, where to go play baseball at. Yeah. So my mom, I just kind of left. And I, you know, looking back, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with her and had that that time. Yeah. Yeah. I just packed up and left. Actually, yeah. I flew and flew yeah. down there. But Yeah. And then I've been back, you know, for college and all that stuff later on. But yeah. make up for that time. But she, I know for sure she had that separation. Oh, my god. And gosh. there wasn't any planning for it. It was, okay, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm going by. Yep. Nope. That's, that's when I stayed home for a couple weeks. And when I got out of high school and I went to Moses Lake right away and we started practicing early. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I've always said that, you know, and Brooke would ask me about my life. I go, you know, I graduated and I never lived with my parents again. So she graduates. Whoop, I was like, Hey, I wasn't saying that so that you had to move <laughs> out, you know, but you know, I just think that, um, yeah, that's her personality. She's a worker. She's, she's very independent and, I'm just super proud that way. My dad tells me, he goes, he told me this. He goes, I remember the day you and your friends just tore my house up constantly, right? I mean, there was food everywhere, baseball cleats, stink, stank, and everything, you know? And then I remember hearing your truck drive that you shut the door. Bye, Dad, I'm going to college. And you drove away, and I sat there in silence. And he goes, it was... He goes, that day is coming, mm-hmm. right? And so, for sure, I understand that now as a parent. Yeah, my girls, they're moving to the Tri-Cities with their mom. So I'm going to have my son, but I'm that, that separation anxiety of my girls moving yeah. down there, that's what I'm going through, and I've got three weeks left. Yeah. So I, And it's, it's by the second, I'm just watching, going, man, just stop. Stop moving the clock, and then they yeah. can stay with me. But, yep. So they're Can't moving down there time. with their mom, and, and it's going to be tough for sure when they go down there so yeah so i know that 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 feeling very well yeah for sure yep we're getting older but that's good that's that's okay lake city spa right in the heart of coeur d'alene idaho call text or message casey boyle today for your one-on-one spa service Choose between a membership rate or a daily special, and you'll get the best microderm abrasion, high-frequency, and microcurrent facials in Coeur d'Alene. Just imagine a full hour of relaxing and beneficial facials for just $45. If you have skin issues or care to be pampered by a professional, contact Casey today, 208-215-6912. What have you learned most from your dad? How has your dad, what have, what have you learned from your dad that you applied to your life? Oh, my gosh. That would just. Another three-hour podcast? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like, my dad, uh, geez, I'm blessed to have him as a father, right? Like, he uh, was my baseball coach. Um, he pretty much, it's just been me and him since uh, my freshman year in high school. Um, so, just business and the work ethic and what he does and like he he's 80 years old he still runs his construction company he still comes here he's in bend oregon with his wife rodeoing right now like his he's got like 20 gears okay and he just keeps shifting gears and keeps the pedal to the metal um but i i would probably say my dad is um his work ethic, his honesty, do what you say, right? And just, 
I don't know. There's there's so many things that I see my daughter do today that I know that it's, I just look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her grandfather, which is great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, most real successful businessmen, right? Um, some aren't real well liked, if that makes sense, right? I mean, to you have to be aggressive, you have to do that, and <clears throat> I think my dad has played that role super good because of he's done some things in his life that, you know, were never necessary. If anywhere from somebody rolling in here and their kids are, or their families rafting up the river, right, and their son was in a wreck, bad wreck, and how do we get how do we get a hold of these rafters? My dad was like me, and he hopped in his 206 with freaking plastic milk jug bottles that said this name and whoever it was, and they freaking flew the river, and they freaking threw plastic bottles every raft they saw. Okay. Right? Okay. Until the right one landed to the right guy, and then all that happened. So, okay. you know, um, just the business community, the support for the Warriors all back in the day, the LCSC Warriors, and all the stuff that he's done has just been a – they should write a book about a man that had zero, right? Like in his life, he starved. Not one single thing was ever given to him at all. He's worked for every dime. This whole legacy of everything is all Barry Barnes, right? And that's all from – he would wake up at 2.30 in the morning, drive to Othello, look at jobs, be back in a Soton at 7.30 in the morning to cook me breakfast to make sure that I got to school. Wow. Day after day after day, right? I'd be playing baseball games. He'd be somewhere, and he'd be in his little tiny airplane that he had back then, right? Because jobs were so far, he could fly back and forth. And so he'd just be circling the baseball field. People would be like, what is going on in that airplane? I'm like, that's my dad, right? My dad. <laughs> right? You know? And then when I would get up to bat, the plane would be a lot lower. Right? And that's so awesome. So it was awesome. So just all of that, you know? We were talking about earlier, like, growing up here. When I was in the fourth grade, I lived. I went to Tammany, right? So I lived in the orchards. Okay. Soccer field was, you know, by the um, fair building on the back side was soccer field. Okay, so, okay. And I had a Honda 80. So my dad was like, you know, we're at work. So when you get home, you put he. The first time he did it, he took the truck and drove me, and I had to ride in the ditch, you know, alongside the road. Ride to soccer practice, right? And so. That was my childhood. I remember at a young age, you know, riding to soccer practice and all the soccer moms would be like, you better not have been in the street. And so they were like, nope, if you are, no, you tell my dad I get in trouble, <laughs> you know. So, you know, that's uh, it. it don't, don't give up. If you believe you're right, stick to it. Um, do what you say. I mean, our, our business uh, uh, originated on my dad went, Wanted to teach me how to kneeboard when I was a kid, right? Went in, saved his money, right? Saved, 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 saved. Went into the local boat shop, bought the boat. The guy sit there behind the desk with his feet on the desk, said, boat's out back, open the gate. Never, never did one thing for him, nothing. Didn't help him even hook up to it. Never said thank you, nothing. And he goes, it got in my crawl space. Okay. Okay, got in my crawl space. He just, months, he just wanted, he was there later, for the money. We had our own shop. We started Riverview Marine in 1986, signed up Bayliner, and that's the, that's where this place came from. He still tells the story today. We still tell it, right? Like customer service has got to be number one, mm-hmm. right? Custom well boats, he started. Might as well say the Barnes family on the side of it because the buck stops with me, right? I test drive them. I build them. I'm responsible for them, right? So that's our family. That's our legacy, and, you know, the day our product doesn't, shine that or show that then we need to stop doing it and do something do something different but that's why we take massive pride in what we build here and what we give and we see it we see people that bought our boats 10 years ago and years ago selling them for more than what they bought them for right so the resale value of our product is off the chain your your dad you know say what you mean mean what you say yeah. they came they grew up in the handshake era yeah i learned work ethic from my dad yeah. my dad would go to work 16 20 hours a day come home eat something sleep for a couple hours wake up start the coffee pot and be right back at work yeah and that's you know i learned that from my dad and my i have so many friends that they don't know how i can get about four hours of sleep and then wake up and start and i said it's kind of all i know 
Yeah. I mean, my, that's what my dad did. You yeah. shook somebody's hand, you looked them in yeah. the eye, you, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I grew up with yeah. and, and hold still true today you of, know. of that's, you know, yeah. that's what I do. I a hundred percent agree with you. It's not what we want to do every day. No. It's what we have to do. That's why <laughs> yep. we sleep four hours. I had to get up because I had to go to work. Yep. I had to do that because that's what pays my bills. That's what keeps things going. That's what makes my life continue to go so yeah and mine was I'm spending ten, spending time with my kids they get done with school i want to be there to pick them up from school yep. or or close I, now i want them to walk home so they get a little bit of exercise on the way yeah. home or right. you know get ready for practice or whatever and, they have going on yeah and that bill that bill we walked home oh right? yeah we walked home so that builds character in your kids too right it's it's hard because i i coddled my daughter forever right i mean i just was like you're you're sheltered from everything right <laughs> so as as the dad, you know you gotta you gotta break out of that and trust them and and let them let them be who they are, and let them kind of have that freedom a little bit. Uh, last thing, yeah, are you still a baseball fan? Yeah, yeah, yep, I am. Um, I like watching our local LCSE Warriors is my favorite thing. Watching live baseball is is my favorite. Um, don't watch a lot of uh, sports at home just because I just don't. I don't have the time, or I would. Right? I, I'm never in front of a TV. Right. It, oh, I, I sure wished. I wish I could. But yeah, baseball fan, love it. It. Um, what did you play growing up? Um, third base, shortstop, pitcher, first base, in, any infield position I could play. So. And then you were uh, went to uh, you went to a Soton. Soton, yeah. High school. Yep. And then uh, Big Ben. Yep. Was it what? What drew you to go to go to Big Ben to play baseball? Um. It was fairly close, right? Uh, still a smaller school, you know. Obviously, it's so it's a small school, mm-hmm. so right. I just kind of felt like it was a good fit for me. Um, still s- away from home, far enough that you know they weren't just gonna drop by and <laughs> see me tonight, right? Yeah. But close enough that I could come home. So and uh, it it was good, but same. Like I when I got there, uh, it was just you know you're going to school, going to baseball, and wh- what job did you get? Oh, yep. I went and got applied at the U-Haul place. So okay. I'm washing trucks after school, okay. right? So I worked there too, right? I was at the Super One Foods. Yeah. Bagging groceries. Yeah. Well, you remember the U-Haul place was right there. It was right. It was the cl- almost the closest building to the okay. school. Okay. It was right. right oh, there. yeah. Up at the school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that was kind of nice. And the house we rented was actually right across the street from it. Were you on the base? Yeah. Okay. On the base, yeah. Okay. I we dormed were, it up for the first year in yeah, the basic second. Yeah, yeah. We were on the dorm first. And I'm like, oh, this kind of this kind of sucks. So. <laughs> right. So no, I worked. Uh, I worked at Super One Foods, ran down shoplifters and bagged groceries, yeah. and and that was good. We were we actually got uh, kind of off topic, but the the concession, not the concession, the uh, the deli, all of their stuff that was not sold at the end of the night, they would put in a box for me, and I'd take it to the dorm, and then we'd all eat it. And the manager didn't like that. He's like, no, you're not paying for it. So the deli clerk or the deli manager was like, here, we'll charge you like two bucks. I'd pay two bucks for all this food that they're throwing away yeah. anyway. We took it up to the dorm and everybody was still eating it. He's yeah. like, no, we're not making enough money on that. We can't do that anymore. So in the trash it went. I always thought that was, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. Cause he's that. like, he's like, he's like, well, why, why wouldn't you just buy it during the day? I'm like, because I'm not here during the day. I'm, I come to work, and then I leave and go back to the dorms. And he's like, well, you're just waiting. You're trying to profit off of. I said, I'm not selling it. Yeah. I said, I'm just taking it back up there for yeah. broke so college kids to eat. Yeah, so throw in the garbage. Yep. Right. Yep. No. So that was my time in Moses Lake. I loved it. Played baseball two years and then ended up yeah. at the University of Jamestown. So, yeah. But I was close enough to home, but I wasn't close enough That's to home. Exactly, exactly right. what you yeah. said. So. <laughs> so. Um, how do we, uh, how do, can we find you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook? Yep, yes, how do we do yes. that? So, um, you can, uh, follow custom weld boats on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find me at Bryce at boating is my personal email address. Um, so really custom weld boats, Hell's Canyon Packers, um, temperance Creek Lodge.com. All those get, they all come right to me. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on to the show or having me come down and yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, and thanks doing for this. having me. I enjoyed it and um, yeah, I really appreciate you doing it. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. 
Uh, it was definitely a pleasure to get to know you. Found out you went to Moses Lake as well. So that was a cool connection. Um, we are here at your shop. Thank you for having us come into Riverview Marina. Uh, it's an awesome place. You're looking for any boat, uh, custom weld boat, any accessory, uh, can, uh, kayaks, uh, the floating boards, the anything that you need, the paddle boards. Uh, come down, check it out, Riverview Marina. Um, also, don't forget, TemperanceCreekLodge.com, HellsCanyonPackers.com, and then you can find Bryce at Bryce at BoatingFun.com. So shoot him an email, check him out on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you know, that's how you get a hold of him. It goes directly all to his inbox. He will get back to you personally. So uh, like the show, follow along, hit that subscribe button for me trying to reach a goal i want to get up to 500 listeners and we are close i want 500 if you are not following uh you haven't gone on the facebook page and like that as well little extra lambo please go on there and just do that for me i'm getting want to get to 500 uh 500 people that want to hit that follow button for me please do it i will i'll be forever grateful this has been a little extra lambo